Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. A panic run on gas. Drivers scramble to fill up their cars after the pipeline attacks. The plea tonight from the Biden administration, do not hoard gas. And what we're learning about when this will be over. Fuel shortages in seven states lead to long lines and empty pumps. The impact tonight on airlines, some flights adding in stops for refueling. The advice from AAA and what is being done to boost supply. The Middle East erupts. Dozens killed as violence intensifies in Israel and Gaza. Non-stop sirens and rocket attacks. A high-rise building in Gaza collapses after being hit by a missile. But the worst may be yet to come. Day one of vaccinating teens. Pfizer says its vaccine is 100% effective in teens as the head of the CDC encourages children to ask their parents for a shot. A family's pain. Three weeks after his deadly encounter with police, Andrew Brown Jr.'s loved ones just viewed nearly 19 minutes of the two-hour-long body cam video. What does it show? Coming clean, Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert now admits to using a steroid ointment on Medina Spirit. So why will the Kentucky Derby winner still be allowed to race for the Triple Crown? Leaving Afghanistan. Only on CBS News, we're with the top U.S. general as American troops pack up for home. Tiger still on the loose. Police arrest an alleged murderer and tiger owner. But where is the cat? And the chief kindness officer, a third grader, inspires his community. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with a run on gasoline from Florida to Virginia with panic drivers lining up at gas stations fearing a fuel shortage. Now, as we come on the air, there are reports of gas stations across the southeast running dry at the same time that the price per gallon is running up, closing in on highs not seen in six and a half years. And tonight, the governors of North Carolina, Georgia and Virginia have all declared states of emergency. Now, all of this comes after a ransomware attack targeted Colonial Pipeline and forced the company to shut down over the weekend, essentially turning off the tap for thousands of gas stations. Well, the White House is trying to calm fear, saying that while the Southeast is facing a, quote, crunch over the next few days, there is no concern about running out of gasoline. But that's not stopping commuters from topping off their tanks, leading to concerns tonight that scared drivers could actually make the situation worse, creating exactly the kind of crisis that the criminals who attacked the pipeline may have wanted. CBS's Jeff Begay is at one of those gas stations in Alexandria, Virginia, and is going to lead off our coverage tonight. Good evening, Jeff. And Nora, right now, this gas station behind me is out of regular gas. And what that means is that there are seven or eight pumps here that just aren't working. And there are thousands of gas stations just like this one up and down the East Coast from Virginia to Florida. Chaos at the pumps tonight. This is worse than a hurricane. Motorists are rushing to fill up with some hoarding gas. We got a call from family that said you better fuel up before you hit Tennessee. The Secretary of Energy urged people not to panic buy fuel and said they are considering moving supply by train or ship if necessary. We're asking people not to hoard and know that every we are all over this. The ransomware attack on Colonial Pipeline carried out by the Russian criminal hacking group Darkside is having the kind of impact many analysts predicted. This is a massive pipeline, and without it, we're quickly realizing what can happen. Fuel is starting to run out. The 5,500-mile pipeline supplies 40% of the East Coast fuel. Shortages are now being reported in seven states, including Georgia, where the governor suspended the gasoline tax. It'll probably help level the price at the pump off for, for a little while. Airlines are also feeling it. American forced to add refueling stops for two of its long-haul flights. And while Colonial Pipeline says that it expects to be up and running by the end of the week, the Biden administration is under pressure to make sure it doesn't happen again. But this is a stark example of how these cyber attacks can have real demonstrable impacts on our economy and our national security. There is now increased attention on securing other vulnerable targets, including the power grid and the water supply, which have few, if any, government-mandated cybersecurity protections. But cybersecurity is the Wild West. There's really no regulation on these privately controlled networks and even the critical infrastructure. Tonight, AAA is telling motorists that they can conserve fuel by avoiding rush hour and minimizing the use of air conditioning, which is something you don't need today here in Virginia. As for the shortage, experts say that it would take more than 10,000 big trucks hauling fuel every day to make up for what the pipeline typically delivers on any given day when it's not shut down. Nora. All right. No need to panic. All right. Jeff Begays, thank you. Well, tonight, the worst violence in the Middle East in seven years has taken an ominous turn. Palestinians have fired hundreds of rockets into Israel, which has responded with devastating airstrikes. The Biden administration is calling for a de-escalation, but says Israel has a right to defend itself. More now from CBS's Elizabeth Palmer. 
Just after nine this evening, rockets fired from Gaza lit up the sky over Tel Aviv. Down on the ground, sirens wailed and people ran for cover. One woman was killed in the attack. And tonight, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu warned that Hamas and Islamic Jihad would pay a heavy price. The Palestinian citizens of Gaza have already paid a heavy price. All day, Israeli airstrikes pounded the territory, officially targeting military installations. But civilian buildings were destroyed too. The Palestinians say more than 220 people were injured and 32 were killed. Ten of them children. In retaliation, Hamas rained more than 400 rockets down on Israel. The damage they did was limited by Israeli interceptor rockets, the so-called Iron Dome, which blew most of them to pieces before they landed. There are now international calls for a ceasefire, but as Islamic Jihad members vowed revenge for the deaths of three of their commanders today, there appears to be a fierce determination on both sides to fight on. Tonight, both the U.S. and Egypt are using their considerable diplomatic muscle to try and calm this dangerous situation before it gets any more lethal. Nora? Elizabeth Palmer, thank you. And we're going to turn now to the COVID pandemic. We're learning that a third of unvaccinated American adults say they won't get a shot. That's according to a new poll from the Associated Press. But health officials are now gearing up to vaccinate millions of kids as young as 12. Here's CBS's Janet Chamlian. Tonight, the country is ready to take a big step in the fight against COVID. If a CDC advisory gives the green light tomorrow, children as young as 12 could begin getting the Pfizer vaccine on Thursday. But one hospital system didn't wait for that. Cape Fear Valley Health in North Carolina started giving the vaccine to kids ages 12 to 15 today, before the CDC signed off. Some parents won't want to be first, but I'm also encouraging children to ask for the vaccine. Um, I I have a 16-year-old myself, and I can tell you he wanted to get the vaccine. He wants his life back. Pfizer says the vaccine is 100% effective in 12 to 15-year-olds, higher than for adults. Authorization would make close to 17 million children eligible immediately. Students like Ty Dropik, who took part in the Pfizer trial. Most of my friends I've seen have felt a lot like I do, that they want to get the vaccine. In a congressional hearing today that at times became heated. You are entirely and completely incorrect. The nation's top infectious disease doctor told senators he believes life could return to normal very soon. But National Institutes of Health director Dr. Francis Collins says... Even though all over the country things are getting a bit better, it ain't over yet. Because testing remains a priority, Collins says the NIH has just launched a first-of-its-kind trial of self-testing in Tennessee and North Carolina, aimed at reducing community spread. What are you hoping that this trial in two counties will show you? If they test positive, uh, will they decide to change their behavior and not go to work or school that day? And will it actually result in a decrease in the transmission of COVID-19 in that community? In Chattanooga, Dominique Blackburn picked up a box of the test, even though she's vaccinated. The 50-year-old is a school truant officer in contact with a lot of people. She has school-aged children who haven't been vaccinated. It gives me peace of mind that I don't have to always make an appointment with a doctor. But now I've got this kid at home 
and I can just test at home and we can know immediately. What about the ease of just not having to find a testing center anymore? Oh, that, that is a game changer for us. This is the kit that they are handing out. Each box has 25 tests inside that gives results in 10 minutes. Here in the Chattanooga area, they have already distributed 250,000 tests in a program that could be rolled out nationwide. Nora? Really interesting. Janet Chamlian, thank you. Well, tonight, the family of Andrew Brown Jr. just watched parts of body cam video from the 42-year-old's deadly encounter with police, and they say the shooting was unjustified. Brown was shot dead in his car last month when deputies tried to execute warrants. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports tonight from North Carolina. Today, Andrew Brown Jr.'s family was allowed to watch more than 18 minutes of footage that were edited from the police body cams of four deputies and video from a police patrol car. The family says the videos were redacted and the faces of the officers were blurred. You should be outraged that in 2021, 2021, that a man can be killed, gunned down. By firing squad. Brown was fatally shot nearly three weeks ago as a team of Pasquotank County Sheriff's deputies drove to his home to serve warrants on felony drug charges. A prosecutor said three deputies fired their weapons only after Brown's car made contact with one of the officers. I didn't see Mr. Brown make any movements or actions that would warrant law enforcement to fire to protect themselves or anyone else. The shooting has sparked nightly protests in Elizabeth City, demanding the deputies be held accountable and all of the body cams of the shooting be released to the public. His family says they will keep fighting for justice. My father did not deserve to die at all. He did not deserve to get killed. In any way, shape, or form, he did not pose any threat. The public may not see the videos possibly for weeks. That's because a judge ruled they will not be released until after an investigation into the deputy's actions is complete. Nora? Manny Bajorquez, thank you. Now, in Georgia tonight, the Fulton County District Attorney says she will seek hate crime charges and the death penalty against the man accused of murdering eight people at three Atlanta-area massage parlors. Six of the victims were Asian women. Robert Long confessed to the killing, saying he was driven by sex addiction. All right, tonight we're following new developments in horse racing's growing scandal. Medina Spirit will get to race for the Triple Crown. But trainer Bob Baffert has suddenly changed his story, saying the horse was treated with an ointment that contains a steroid. CBS's David Begno has the latest. The Kentucky Derby champion Medina Spirit will run in this weekend's Preakness despite having recently tested positive for a banned steroid. But the horse will race on the condition that it passes extra pre-race testing under special monitoring. This morning, Medina Spirit jogged at Pimlico just hours before a statement and a photo from its trainer, Bob Baffert, who disclosed that the horse developed dermatitis on its hind end. I had him checked out by my veterinarian who recommended the use of an antifungal ointment called Otomax. Otomax contains betamethasone. That's an anti-inflammatory, but it is banned on race day. Baffert says that may have triggered the positive test result. Medina Spirit has won the Kentucky Derby! The horse tested positive after the Derby victory, and Baffert blamed cancel culture, a conspiracy. He said there may even be cross-contamination. 
I just, it's, it's just a bunch of baloney. That's veteran horse racing expert Ray Pollock. Should Baffert's veterinarian have known better? You'd think the vet would say, hey, we got to be careful with this. Uh, but apparently he didn't. Despite all the drama, this weekend Medina Spirit is favored to win the Preakness. David Begno, CBS News, Atlanta. Tonight, CBS News is getting exclusive access to American troops as they step up their withdrawal from Afghanistan, due to be completed by this September 11th. CBS's Charlie Daggett spoke with the top U.S. general there about the challenges ahead. Aboard Black Hawk helicopters, we flew out of Kabul to one of the last U.S. outposts in Afghanistan. Exclusive access to Bagram Air Base, where the heavy lift of dismantling 20 years of American military infrastructure is underway. It's now the main hub for shipping out everything from heavy machinery to packing up printer cartridges as America's longest war comes to an end. And the remaining 2,500 troops get ready to come home. The commander of U.S. forces in Afghanistan, General Scott Miller, told us it's now down to the Afghan military to step up. As you look at the fight and the violence, which, uh, you know, is too much, the violence is, uh, is too high, the Afghan security forces are, are prepared for it. The, the Afghan security forces have to hold. They have to be ready. That's correct. Will they be ready? They, they have to be ready. And yet Afghan troops have had to rely on U.S. military airstrikes to push back Taliban militants that launched a major offensive the moment the U.S. drawdown began. And the suicide car bomb in Kabul that killed dozens of girls on Saturday underscored the extreme violence that still endures here. The violence perhaps most concerning is when you start seeing uh, violence that affects the civilians. Uh, certainly uh, a, a really an egregious attack against uh, school children this past week. That doesn't appear to have any military purpose. That's terror. General Miller told us the next two weeks will be critical, Nora. We're just ahead of a three-day ceasefire to mark the Muslim period of Eid. He said the last time that happened, the Taliban came out fighting even harder. All right, Charlie Daggett, thank you. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And this news just in, there was a disturbing discovery on a Texas ranch right near the border with Mexico. Five young girls believed to be from Central America were found abandoned last weekend in sweltering heat. Now, the oldest is seven, the youngest not even one year old. The girls are now in the custody of the Department of Health and Human Services, which is caring now for, we learned today, nearly 21,000 migrant children. Tonight, police are trying to track down a tiger that was seen prowling in a Houston neighborhood. A man who was seen bringing the tiger named India back inside a home. Well, he's now in custody. He was out on bond on murder charges. And his lawyer claims that the tiger doesn't belong to him, but that he does have information about the tiger and its owner's whereabouts. The mystery continues. 
Americans look to Washington for leadership. Well, and we found it, along with compassion from an unexpected source. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. In the shadow of a symbol of American accomplishment sits a park lined with tents that most in the nation's capital choose to forget. We got Chick-fil-A tonight. But not eight-year-old Zoheb Beg. Along with homeless advocate Sharon Wise, the Virginia third grader is handing out donated meals and care packages of socks, masks, and toiletries. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can help someone. So many people drive by these folks every day and don't stop. What made you want to stop? Because they, they don't really ha- have a lot of stuff like we do, so I really, so I really want to help them. When we first met Beg last April, he was collecting shower caps, gloves, and masks from local hotels for the hospital staff that saved him from a tumor when he was four. How much stuff did you get? 6,009 PPEs. Now, Zoheb, who calls himself the chief kindness officer, is expanding his efforts. And inspiring friends and neighbors to help, too, filling bags of essentials for the homeless and families with sick children staying at D.C.'s Ronald McDonald House. All of it beg got companies to donate. You just have to find a problem and find one solution. A big idea from a little boy with an even bigger heart. Thank you. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Washington. A lot of people could learn from that three-year-old finding solutions. All right, a free swimming program is making a difference in the lives of people with special needs. We'll show you how tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. What a great show. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcast starting May 8th. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts starting May 1st.